0: Are you driven by a passion to discover your divine destiny, ready to discover your purpose and fulfill your God-given potential? you can at the Kingdom Church at Philadelphia in West Oak Lane Sundays at 9 a.m. Rediscover the Kingdom and discover your purpose, identity, and divine destiny. For more information call 267-357-9816. The Kingdom of God is now eternal and it's your time. Don't miss your moment. Seek ye first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness. God will supply your needs. See you this Sunday at the Kingdom Church at Philadelphia in West Oak Lane at 9 a.m. The Kingdom Church at Philadelphia, 6101 Limekiln Pike at Church Lane. Call 267-357-9816. This message paid for by the faithful supporters of Kingdom Vision Ministries International. Listen daily to www.247kingdomradio.com where Jesus is Savior, Lord,
1: Owner, Master, and King. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning.
2: First Sunday of the new year. Amen. A new year, a new season for new people. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Let's read and pray and let's be ready for our kingdom life studies this morning. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord God, we just want to thank you once again, Lord God. We just want to praise you. I want to honor you, Father. We enter your Mm -hmm. courts with praise and your gates with thanksgiving, Lord God. And we bless your holy and righteous name. But we just want to thank you, Lord God, for all that you are. Whoever, whatever you've done for us, Lord God, whatever you're going to do for us, Lord God, even what you're doing right now, Lord God, even if you never did another thing for us, Lord God, we just want to give you the honor that's due to your name. We thank you, Lord God, for your love. We thank you for your kindness, and we thank you for your mercy, Lord God. Bless your holy and righteous name for your mercy, Lord God, for you are a merciful God. And it's through you, Lord God, that we live, move, and we have our being, God. Because of what you've done, Lord God, you've given us access to the throne of grace, Lord God, where we can come to you, Lord God, in times of trouble, Lord God. You said in your word, Lord God, that we can come with boldness to the throne of grace. Wow, Lord God, because you've given us access through this born-again experience, Lord God, through us receiving Jesus as Lord and Following and submitting ourselves to Him, Lord God. You made us sons. You made us daughters, Lord God, giving us access. We thank you that you made us heirs and joint heirs, Father, with Jesus, Lord God. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the power of your word, Lord God. And we understand, Lord God, that as we submit ourselves to your word, Lord God, that that's how the transformation takes place. That's how the change takes place, Lord. Oh, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of holiness, Lord God, that dwells in us right now, that dwells in this place, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of deliverance, Lord God, for your anointing came, Lord God, to destroy yokes and to remove burdens, Lord God, and to deliver and to set free and to make whole, Lord God. And do it even right now, Lord God, as you speak your word, Lord God. For your word is spirit and it is life, Lord God. And so, Lord God, we want to receive the life that's in your word. We want to walk in the spirit that's in your word, Lord God. Oh, we thank you, Lord God, that you said in your word, Lord God, that you're given us power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Lord God, that that nothing by any means shall hurt us. Nothing by any means shall harm us, Lord. And you said, Lord, that God, according to your word, that healing is the children's bread. So we thank you for the bread this morning, Lord God. We received that bread. Thank you for deliverance, Lord God, the spirit of the Lord God. Is upon not just on Jesus, Lord God, but the Spirit of the Lord God is upon us, Lord God, that we might preach good news to the poor, that we might heal the sick, that we might bind up the broken brokenhearted, Lord God, that we might preach liberty to the captives, Lord God, and the opening of the eyes of those who are blind. So thank you for the anointed word. Thank you for the change that's taking place even in our hearts right now, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that our eyes are opening. Thank you, Lord God, that we have ears to hear and hearts to understand, but your spirit is saying, Lord God, even in this hour. And we give you the glory, honor, and praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is your this is your program, Lord. So much here to cover. Amen. And a short amount of time to do it. <laughs> yeah, we ran right out of time already. Amen. But where are we gonna start at? Well, we're going to start with John fifteen. John chapter fifteen. We're still talking about walking in that anointing. We're still talking about being the the church that God originally created. We're still talking about that one that comes to serve one another in love, that we're operating in our gifts, we're operating in our callings, we're operating in our anointings. God has pulled the potential out of us. Amen. we want to talk a little bit about how that's going to happen, how that's going to remain. We're still talking about that early church, that first church, serving one another and love. And this one I want to talk a little bit more about our mindsets. I want to talk about a little bit more about how we think. Because the first thing way that that's going to take place in us is we gotta allow our mindsets to change. We gotta change the way that we think. You know, the unrenewed mind can't embrace the truth, it's trying to understand, so it lets go of what it's holding on to. Yeah. I think about, you know, I grew up and I was in the religious system for over 25 years. And so now, even with all this teaching, with all this understanding, I am getting understanding. I am gaining some understanding. God is revealing some things to me, but yet there's still more. As he reveals things to me, he's taking off layers. He's pulling off layers of the religious system. Satan will rebuke you now. We take authority over you now in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, glory to God. (laughs) Yes, Lord, we have authority in this place. Glory to God. And so God wants to reveal to us his better way. I think about how in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, at the end he talks about the spiritual gifts. He talks about the government of his body. And at the end of chapter 12, he talks about, I'll show you a more excellent way. And then he goes into chapter thirteen, where it says, "Though I speak of the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, charity, which is a love that gives, it profits me nothing." But in order to walk in that, to understand that, we have to embrace that truth. We have to embrace the reality of who we are, right? Yeah. You no, know, we have to understand once again, until we let go of what we're holding on to, while trying to, you know, convince or. Trying to continue and trying to understand the new information that we're receiving. See that that's all that's going on in mind. We, we're learning to take our thoughts captive. We're learning that we have to learn to be in that place that when the when those thoughts come, we automatically take oh God hold of them. We automatically arrest those thoughts. We got, see now I'm I saying it this morning, but we I get to a place in God where the Spirit is working like an autopilot. Because we have such a faith, we have such a strong belief, we have such an understanding and a knowing of who we are, that when those things come up, we automatically refuse. We automatically attack. When they try to attack us, no, we shut it down. And so we're all coming into that place and that's the place he wants us to be. Uh was talked about years ago about being mature in the moment. God wants to see, as I talked about last week, God wants to see when circumstances and situations or even thoughts arise, how are we gonna to respond to it? How are we going what what are we gonna do when a thought that doesn't line up with our God our God identity shows up? Are we gonna lean into it and come into agreement with it? Or are we gonna cast that thing down? Yeah. Truth has to be received on the basis that it is truth, and that it's truth alone regardless of our old thinking. Because your old thinking will tell you, yeah, but. (laughs) Your old thinking will cause you to question, even though you can read truth, even though somebody can speak truth to you, your old thinking will rise up with its prideful self and say, yeah, but. You know, I'm used to this. And see, that's when we talk about. We've been talking about getting out of our comfort zone and coming out of our comfort zone. Because, see, when God is coming for your comfort zone, the first thing you want to do is try to defend yourself. You know, when Adam gave up the God and God asked him, what have you done, Adam? What's going on here? This woman. <laughs> he blamed shifted. He tried to take, you know, he tried to stand up and stand. It was this woman you gave me, Lord. He didn't take responsibility. As I talked about on New Year's Eve, how God is coming and wants us to, to tap into things, and he's wanting to bring things out of us, he wants to challenge us in those areas. I'm learning even now, sometimes you got to do things afraid. And guess what? When you start doing things afraid, the fear leaves. <laughs> when you start doing things on a normal basis, yeah, originally, uh, you know, initially you might feel some have some fear, initially, you know, some things might come at you and you uh like, eh. but once you do it, that's a devil. That's a Goliath that you have now defeated. That's a giant that's now been knocked down. That's a giant that's been taken out. So on the basis that truth is truth alone, regardless of what you're then we gotta refute thoughts. <laughs> we gotta challenge that old thing about you know, I know what my old thinking I know my own religious thinking is telling me, but what is the truth? And that's why it's so important for us to study the Word of the Kingdom. That's why it's so important for us to study this message and get it in our spirits, so it can come up. I, I got to turn to. I know I took it to the John, fifteen. But hold that there real quick and go with me. Hold your finger in John four fifteen and go to Second Corinthians chapter ten. Second Corinthians ten.
1: Alright, Holy Spirit, do your thing. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> woo, yeah. Alright,
2: <laughs> it don't matter. You can write down anything you want. He got to still do his thing, and that's what he wants us to do. Yeah, he he don't mind you making a plan, as long as you leave room for him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: there's always gotta be room. You always gotta leave room for the Holy Spirit to move. Yeah. Yeah, prep prepare, have preparation. But still God is changed. <laughs> he still rules. He's still in charge. Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse three, and it reads, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Uh sometimes we hear the word flesh, because I have to define this because I don't want us to be confused. Sometimes we hear the word flesh, we think about that old man, the old religious man, the old man that was in sin. Well, here the Apostle Paul is not talking about that flesh. Here the Apostle Paul is just talking about just being a human being. You know, you're in this body. You live here on the earth, right? He said, though we walk in the flesh, though we are mere humans, yet we don't war after that flesh. We don't war according to our mind, our will, or our emotion. No, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not based on I keep, you know, see that carnal man, the mind, the world, the emotions. The soulish man, he said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not soulish, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? Casting down imaginations and every high thing. God want to even sanctify your imagination. Come on now. He want to sanctify your imaginations. He want to sanctify your thought processes. Amen. And he does that through a process. But anyway, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now we just talked about that a few minutes ago. Learning and going through the process of learning that when those thoughts come, we take a automatically take hold of them, bring them into captivity. Right. Yes, in the moment, being mature in the moment. I'm on my way. (laughs) And then having in a, this is what I'm talking about, being on autopilot. And having in a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And what that's talking about is being on autopilot. What that is talking about is being on autopilot. Amen. Being on our part, when things come that you you so close to God, and you've got such a this this relationship with God, this flow of the spirit with God, Amen. That when those thoughts come on, I go, I see you, devil. <laughs> no, no, that's not my thought. Do you know we don't have to receive every thought that comes to our mind. Not we see we have to learn how to examine the origin of our thoughts. We have to learn and not react so quick. That's why he tells us to be slow to, to quick to hear, slow to speak, yeah, and, and quick to listen because if we, you know, so if we just automatically just respond to something, we, we may be loud. I don't want to say that, you know, we're walking in the flesh, but we have to examine the origin of thought and then understand that we are now spirit, first spirit. And then we are no longer led by our soulish man. And so those thoughts that come, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Where did that thought come from? Is that coming from the Word of God? Is that coming from the Spirit of God? God bless you, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Okay. Testing one, two, three. Is it blessing? Right? Okay. All right. All right. Oh, you ain't got a plug in there. That might help, right? All right. I'm talking to a mic that's not plugged in. Okay. But amen. But that's just what I wanted to point out. So let's go back to John chapter. Yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ma'am. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I think now, mm hmm, I got my hmm, right, and Yeah. yeah, yes, yes, Yeah. right, yeah. yeah.
2: Mhm. And see, sometimes people try to make you come to a quick decision. Yeah, yeah. I now I want you to hear. I, I need an answer now. Okay. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but I don't have an answer for you right now. <laughs> you might have to wait a moment. You might have to chill a moment until I, I I receive word from from the Lord. You know. And it comes through and we learn how to respond as we submit ourselves to the lordship of Christ. We we learn how to respond. When we study the life of Jesus, that's why it's important to study the kingdom. That's why it's important to study the red letters because then Jesus is our example in all things pertaining to life and godliness, right? So when we watch how he operates and we watch how he functions, then we can see, oh, okay, okay. Because see, oh God, Jesus said to his disciples that during the time of the end, they're gonna bring you before magistrates. They're gonna be bringing to you before, before you know, councils. Yeah. Think not what you're gonna say about. Don't think about what you're gonna say in that moment, because the Holy Spirit will give you what to say in that moment, in that time. And so that's an example of us wanting in. We remember when he was before Pilate. And Pilate was questioning him and was saying that Jesus wouldn't even answer. As a matter of fact, there's even better examples when he's before Herod. <laughs> And he Herod was asking him all these you know silly questions, wanting him to do little magic tricks to prove who he is. Jesus didn't open his mouth. Jesus didn't say a word even before he went to Pilate, and the people were telling the lies and telling the stories- don't you have anything to say for yourself don't you you hear what these people saying to him? And I'm not going to answer right now because you ain't talking right. <laughs> When you start talking right, then I'm going to ask. And guess what? When Paul said, are you a king? Then he said, all right, now. We can talk now. (laughs) Now we can talk. (laughs) Now we can talk. And so (laughs) when we understand who we are and whose we are, and we keep on studying, This, this thing of submission, transformation doesn't take place. I talk a lot about transformation because it took me a long time to understand what it really means. It took me a, a long time to understand it wasn't about knowing the word of God by heart and being able to repeat it like a parrot, right? It was but through submission to what the word says. That's when transformation takes place. We were taught to just study the word, keep on coming to church. It'll take hold by osmosis, you know. But in the meantime, you were still miserable. In the meantime, you were still mean as a junkyard dog, right? You still had attitude. You still didn't know how to deal with your brother and sister. Your brother and sister is like, now, how are you doing, praise the Lord? What's good about it? <laughs>
1: whoa,
2: whoa. Yeah, well, yesterday you kissed me on one cheek and, 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 you know, and it smooshed me on the other. What, what, what's wrong with Monday? <laughs> what changed? What changed was you were in your emotions. You were in the soulish realm. And nothing had taken place because you were not given the right message. You were not given the right foundation. You came in and we taught to, to praise and worship, three points in a poem, as we used to call it back in the day, and go, take up the offering and go home. And then once you got home, when the enemy came, what are I going to do now? Or maybe if I shout. Get it.
3: They
2: said my praise is a weapon, right? And it is. But guess what? The devil ain't praying. You can praise. You can worship. But if you don't have the, you said the weapons of our warfare here are mighty through God. When Jesus was on the mountain of, of temptation, he thwarted the devil. He destroyed the devil. He defeated the devil with the word. The devil came and twisted the word up. He came and used it out of context. But when Jesus came with it, he came with the context and put the devil to a hush mouth. Yeah. Shut the devil up. The devil had to get gone. Wow, that's good stuff, right there. Yeah. <laughs> the devil had to get going. When you know who you are, Jesus went into that wilderness situation knowing who he was prior over in, John, in Matthew chapter 3 when he came to John's baptism. John came down, he obeyed the word of God. He, he said, Let us do things that, that make for righteousness. He followed God's righteous requirement. And when he did it and came about the word, the Holy Spirit came down upon him like a dove. And the father said, remember, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Why? Because he submitted himself to the will of the father. So that's what God is saying to each and every one of us. When we submit ourselves to his will, we submit ourselves to his way. Oh, Lord, Man, I got five minutes left. <laughs> and we submit ourselves to his will, we submit ourselves to his way. Then he looked at us and said, that's my beloved son. That's my beloved daughter, and who I am well pleased. Why? Because regardless of what it looked like, yes, Jesus was the Son of God. Yes, Jesus before John. John said it like this, man. You coming to me, bro? I need to be baptized by you. He said, "Let's do those things that make for righteousness." Right now, this is the order. In this moment, the order is: I submit myself to your ministry. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch that in the spirit. <laughs> in this moment, I'm submitting myself to your ministry, because I'm doing that. I'm doing what God is requiring me. I'm doing what God wants me to do, and then God can declare, "This is my beloved son." So he went into that wilderness situation with power. He went into that wilderness situation knowing who he was, knowing who he is, and when he did that, oh God, all the devils in hell. Couldn't couldn't put him couldn't stop him. All the devils in hell couldn't put him to a hush mouth. All the devils in hell. Everything the devil said, God was a, Jesus was able to refute because he knew who he was, and he fought not with the weapons of, of carnality, but with the weapon of the word. So that's what God is looking for. That's what he wants to hear. Amen. I got off on all that. Amen. Yes, he used that word. See. The old thinking, our old thinking, is a faulty filtering system that either rejects or dilutes, oh God, and impedes your personal progress. Wow. The old thinking is, see, Jesus said it like this, anyone hearing the word of the kingdom and understanding it not, the enemy comes immediately. See, and he said that because he was talking to a religious people, right? He was talking to a people that were supposed to already know God. And so he was speaking to them, but because they had a faulty filtering system, they were still stuck on the old. They were still stuck on what Moses said and what Moses had told them to do. So they either rejected it or diluted, or it diluted, oh, my God, or their thinking diluted the truth. And impeded their progress, but God doesn't want our progress to be impeded He doesn't want us to have a faulty filtering system he don't want doesn't want us to reject truth amen He doesn't want our personal opinions or what we think the word is to impede our progress and i and I like using Odelia as as an example all the time that's that's my hero right there. Bless your sister.
1: But God she she didn't want to
2: teach no children. She ain't wanna do that. That was no, no, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm through with that. All mine is growing out the house. I'm going to the beach now. I'ma get my hey, I'm gonna get my food on. I'm chilling. Hey, it's over.
1: Oh my
2: god Well God said, uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> No, no, no. All the things that you've experienced, all the things, I brought you to this point where this is what I want you to do. And three books later, come on, Worldwide Ministry and everything else that's going on with her later, and you're going to hear from her a little bit later on this morning. All these things came out of submitting to the will of God, submitting to not what she wanted to do, but submit to what God said. And see, when you submit, when we submit to what God tells us to do, it, it takes the heart out of things. Because see, the struggle is because you're trying to pull against God. You're not strong enough to pull against God. You're not going to win that type of war. You're not going to win that battle. Sorry. There's the old stage play that came out back in the 70s, arms too short to bounce with God. <laughs> Your arms too short. <laughs> You don't have enough power. I don't care if you punch like Mike Tyson. It's ain't enough to, to knock God out. God is going to win. Eventually. <laughs> and as I said on New Year's Eve, he's going to hold you accountable for the anointing, for the gift, for the talent he's given you. So regardless of your faulty thinking, <laughs> regardless of your faulty filtering system that, that has a tendency to filter information, the truth, through a faulty either religious system or through your soulish man. That's why transformation, you said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body's living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And another translation that says it's the thing you ought to do. Is, is what you owe, God. And be not conformed to this world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove it's the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That's the only way. Because, see, when you oh God, speak out of experience now. When you're battling against God and you wrestle wrestling with God, that's what really causes you to have your mind closed. That's why your thoughts are so full of and you so don't have any peace and things are running around in your mind because you're struggling with what God is telling you to do and what you want to do. And so, therefore, there's no clarity. And God trying to get through to your system and speak something to you, but you're too busy at other things going on. There's too many distractions, distractions of what you want to do, distractions of of the things that are going on in front of you, but God is saying, No, it's something I want to do. And if you step into my room, He said, Oh God, cast all your care upon me, for I care for you. Yes. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Because see, your yoke is kind of heavy, right? Your yoke got you bound. Your yoke got your mind and your thoughts crowded. But if you give your burdens to me, and you take on my burden, yeah. If you take on my thoughts, if you take on the assignment that I've given you, yeah, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. It will be a fluff. You might not even think that you know what you're doing. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but when you step into what God is calling you to do, when you step in what God is pulling you to, do, and 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 so ever so gently summoning you to. He's summoning you to a thing, and he's calling you to do that. When you finally step into it, it's going to be a flow. That's not saying that everything on the outside is going to be perfect. That's not saying that everything on the outside, you know, not every day is going to be cloudy with gumdrop rain and <laughs> bubblegum rainbows and all that. No, it's not going to be all of that. But in the midst of it, there's going to be a, a peace that passes all understand. That's God in your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus, I said all these things I really hit my notes too hard, or any of these millions of scriptures that I have, but we got time to talk about it. <laughs> over the next several weeks, but I just want to paint this picture that there's a thinking that God is coming after there's a mindset that he wants us to cast down these thoughts he wants to be he wants to put us on holy oh God, autopilot. He wants to get so much of the word. He wants to lose ourselves in this word, lose ourselves in who we are and who we might think we were, and the things that we thought we might have been in the past. What auntie and them said you was, what Mama and them said you was, they really didn't know. They didn't know because if they had known, they would have treated you a little different. <laughs> they would have raised you a little better than they did, and they did the best they could love mama, love daddy, all. they did what they knew. But now that you're coming into some things, you're like, okay, now I understand why there was a battle. <laughs> now I understand. It wasn't them, it was the attack of the enemy trying to stop me from God's promise, trying yeah. to stop me from my purpose. Oh, God. Yeah. Trying to stop me from my assignment. But see, but anything, he continues. I can just remember being a small child doing with the things and, and living in a lot of fear and living in a lot of unsurety, not knowing what things. But there was something that made me, even as a child, a young person keep picking up this Bible and reading it. I didn't understand it. I can remember being a child sitting downstairs myself, reading the book of Revelation, shaking, <laughs> shaking, scared of the things I was reading, but I couldn't put it down. I couldn't put it down. I didn't understand it fully. Because, you know, you have family members who, you know, they they, they smart folks, you know. They, they know because they've been here longer than you. They tell you things about the Bible, then you find out if you get learning, you learn like, <laughs> hang
3: that,
2: that was some old wives' tale. That's something they made up. That's something that they learned from their upbringing. But when I saw that the reason why I experienced the things that I was experiencing was the fact that God wanted to bring me here. I remember as a small child. Older people always, will come up and tell me they problems. Like, what's wrong with these people? I'm a kid. They come and just want to talk to my mother. <laughs> Having friends that are older than me, they supposed to be schooling me, right? But they come to me and talk to me about their problems and seeking counsel from me. But now I understand why. <laughs> now I know why. It was something that that God was doing even back then. I didn't understand it. God showed me that I would be in rooms, corporate rooms, talking to folks. And I ain't know. I was just a kid, you know. I, I remember Dallas and Jay you know, I said, "Yeah, that's going to be sitting behind us. <laughs> the table at the head of the corporate table." I, I didn't know that's what God had in mind. But those things I was talking about—that potential, those things He placed in your spirit. I can remember being a young person teaching young people how to play football. And, you know, we'd be out there, and I'd teach them how to go out for a pass. And as soon as you get open, put your hands up because the ball is coming. <laughs> you know, and different things. I didn't know that God was get, was preparing me for pastoral ministry even back then. Teaching, reaching, people coming to me with their problems. <laughs> even I was older than me, I'm like, why are they coming to And because of that, God was preparing me. I didn't know it back then. But so, just think back. Go back as far as you can, oh man, and think on those things that God has brought you through. Think of those things that even before you met Christ, the things, that you can see. I can see times where I should have been up out of here, and God let me know, okay, that was you that saved me. That was you that stopped the car from from going off the bridge. That was you that stopped us from crashing into a wall. That was you that stopped me from getting cut that night. <laughs> That was you that, that, that didn't let them, that stuck the gun in my face, pull the trigger. Yeah. He was letting me know. All this. He was bringing me out of things. And he was leading me. And the angels was trying to like, boy, that boy right there, crazy. <laughs> Something wrong with him, Lord. He said, no, nah, I got a plan for him. Just sit back and watch. And that's what God was saying to all of us, Lord. I got a plan for him. I got a plan for her. Yeah, I know she's looking crazy and saying crazy stuff and doing crazy stuff. Yeah, I know that look pretty Yeah, that's crazy right there, right? <laughs> but I got a plan for her. I got a purpose for her. Oh God. Twenty nine Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of peace and not of evil. It gives you a expected end. So there's an expected end that God has for each and every one of us. And right now he wants us to walk in it. He wants us to step in it. He wants us to know that in this time, that time is winding up. And we waited around sitting on the bench for too long. We waited around sitting and cheered men and women of God, rah, rah, sis, boom, ba, shaking the pom-poms, doing flips, you know, like the cheerleaders did. To sit down and listen to a man or woman pontificate over us every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Friday, whatever day you have to have your midweek or three services a week like we had in the old system. (laughs) But it didn't put you. Jesus said it like this, go ye into all the world in Matthew 28, right? Go ye into all the world and preach the good news to every creature. He didn't say sit down and listen to Peter for 20, 30, 40 years and, you know, get get fat off the word and get happy and get complacent. No. He said, I want want you, oh, God, to take up the banner. When Jesus said this, oh, Lord, when he says, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it produces much fruit. Jesus was that corn of wheat that had to die, and we are the fruit of his death. Because, see, the devil, when they thought that he took him out, they thought that was going to be the answer. They didn't know that he was the seed. He didn't know that when he got buried in the ground that a harvest was going to be produced of spirit sons and spirit daughters. He didn't know. Paul said like this, if the enemy had known what this thing was going to be like, they would have never killed the Lord of Lord. <laughs> he would have never. If he knew how this thing was going to turn out, if he knew that from this one man kicking my tail that it was going to turn into millions and billions over the years kicking my tail, I would have left that man alone. <laughs> I'll let him die of natural causes and not complete his mission. <laughs> I'll let him alone. But God's plan. God's plan. His, what he wants us to know, what he wants us to do, he wants to say, no, 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 no. I've called you. I've sanctified you. i called you from your mother's womb. i called you to be a prophet to the nations. I've called you for a plan. I've called you for a purpose. You're just not here by some whim. You're not here by accident. No, you are here for a purpose, on purpose. And I want to use you to expand my kingdom. I want to use you to, to produce my glory. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. But I need using use Bible for y'all today? Because I don't want to get fired. For for, for of...
1: <laughs>
2: And I'm just getting ready. I'm going to sit down here in a few minutes. Yes, sir. Yeah, I see you, man. I
1: see. Uh huh. So at that point, if the to do Praise all all. Right. Oh, no. mm-hmm. oh,
2: so. oh, God. Praise God. Anyone else want to add anything? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Jeremiah. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> Well, that's the mm-hmm. everything. That's mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After, yeah. After. yeah. That's, that's what saying. Saying. Yes, Hello. That's good. Mm. Oh, that's good right there. Mm. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was talking about over. You know, it comes from having that faulty filtering system, right? That Because so many times, we want to run things, and we want to be in charge, and we will to be in control. We say, Lord, we'll give the Lord something. We'll put it on the altar, and then we'll be checking it out. Okay, Lord, when you going to fix that thing, you're going to do it, God. you be trying to, I'm going to leave it here on the altar. you be touching it.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I'm going to do is, okay, God, you said, you know, you're going to do such and such. All right, it's been three weeks. <laughs> It ain't moved yet. Yes,
1: ma'am. Yes. Come on, sister. Say it. Come on. Say that again. I'll say it a little louder. Say that again, Sister Vanessa. That's not the point that it's already done. And you're not supposed to be done. All right. And we just take it back. Mm-hmm. Right. Right.
2: Come on. Oh, that's good. You might hear that again, y'all. That's pretty good. (laughs) And that's true. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, y'all.
1: Yes. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. Come on now. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's what the words are. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Mhm. Amen. Yes, Amen. That's it. I <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes,
2: 2020 is a new decade. I'm telling you, God has got and Doctor Lett you know sends his love, you know, and want everybody know he having a good time over there. Yeah, yeah, y'all yeah, seen that by the videos, right? He just, he just look. So we praying he come back.
3: <laughs> oh
2: yeah, he's loving it, and that comes when you walking in what God has called you to do. When you see, oh my God, when you see prayers and things that you desire just fall in, in place in front of you, man? Ooh, Come on. Ooh I felt a chill on that one. When you see what God has asked you to do, just just fall in the place. Come on. Man. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 Amen.
2: Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That's what's going on. That's what God is doing. He's pulling us out of our comfort zones. You know what I mean? Even right now, he's pulling us out of our comfort zones. He pulls us in the places where he said, to, that's what I even said earlier about doing it afraid. You might have a little bit of fear, but God is not giving us a spirit of fear. But once you conquer that giant, once you pick up... See, I feel like, all right, brother, go ahead. I see you buckling over there. Okay, all right, brother. I see you, you know,
3: <laughs> ready to take
2: off like a rocket. Yeah. But, man, that is so powerful. And that's when that faulty, filtering system, when we learn how to, yeah, get out of that old man and get out of that thing, we start living from the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We start living from that and stop living from the, the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. Yeah. 'Cause that's when we that's when we're operating in the soul's realm. That's when we're operating in our mind, our will, and our emotions. We're looking at how things look, how they make us feel, how we see it. But in the spirit but in the spirit God wants us to see it from his eyesight. He's saying now, which I didn't get to we now have the mind of Christ. We have his thoughts, we have his intents. Now now, it's not so when we come and we're praying and we're worshiping and we're coming, we're not coming from a place we're trying to get to. We're coming from a place that we're already there. It's a faith thing. Do you really believe it? Do you really believe who God has called you to be? Do you really believe what God says about you? And you'll know it. He'll know it. He'll know it by your actions. And not just by your action. The Bible says he knows our thoughts are far off. So he's examining those things. He's watching those things. And not that doubting is a sin. But if we continue to focus on that doubt and then step into that doubt, then we've gotten off course. Doubt is going to come. One of the things we talked about Friday night. Temptations are going to come. That's what the devil does. He ain't going to stop it, so you praying for him to stop being tempted? Well that prayer ain't get answered. yeah, that prayer not gonna get answered because God wants to give you strength, He wants you to be able to stand up in that thing, He wants you to be able to have a mind oh, God. And like the mind of Christ when the temptation comes. He said it, or I believe it was over in John fourteen he said that the enemy cometh the my my adversary cometh, but he has nothing in me. There's nothing in me that the enemy can attach to. Yeah, he's coming. He's bringing everything he got to come at me. But there's nothing in my spirit, there's nothing in me that he can grab a hold of and pull me along. He can't put a hook in my mouth and pull me in any direction he wants me to come. That's where he wants us to be. He do not want us going back and forth. He doesn't want to be like that old Peter who was once named Simon. Simon means to be unstable. Be one that go back and forth and flutter anyway, the wind blows. Right? Yes, ma'am. Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. And we come across
4: something. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, I got
1: you. I parents. Mm hmm. Praise God. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when people do, so keep my children from just 10 to this. mm
2: Prayed and they believed and knew
1: that God was going to answer their prayer.
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's uh, what it's actually saying that's forever, yes uh, lead us not into temptation in other words, don't let us be led by our temptations and he has given us the power through His kingdom right, he's given us the power to be able to withstand those temptations you know, yes amen
1: praise God yes ah mm. um. And we feel it's
2: a It Amen uh, I wanted to close down But something else I'm going to read to you That lines up with that uh, Turn to Galatians chapter 5
1: You know, you know. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5 And, and verse 16 Oh, Jesus.
2: Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen. See, that's the thing. You, you just talked about choice, right? right? What else you said? Verse 16, let me read it before I start preaching. This I say then, <laughs> walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There it goes, choice. God does not want you to be a robot. God is not a puppet master holding the strings, making you do something. But he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, right? This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. In other words, the flesh, and that this flesh right here is talking about the old man. That old man always desires to try to pull you back in, right? That old man is always trying to get you back. The devil, remember how you used to work for him? That was was one of my good ones. I lost one of my good ones saying, that joker used to act out for me, boy. That joker was a fool for me. Come back. (laughs) For the flesh lessens against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. In other words, the spirit is like, no, I'm not going to let you come back. No, I'm going to beat you down, right? And they are contrary. They're polar opposites, as we've heard Dr. the say people, right? They're polar so that you cannot do the things that you would. Paul talked about over in Romans chapter seven when I would do good, evil was always present. And in the religious system, we grabbed a hold to that thing, boy. And we yeah, "When I would do good, evil was always present." Woe is me? But they didn't keep reading. <laughs> they didn't keep reading. He said, "So with the mind of the flesh, you know, with, with the old man, I operate in the flesh. But with this new man, I'm under submission to the law of God." So he said. Verse 18, but if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. But what? The law of sin and death. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are walking in the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Yeah, there's a war going on in your spirit. God is standing up. He, you ask him to come in. You ask him to be Lord of your life. And he's in there trying to change you and transform you. But that old man wants to try to come and whisper in your ear. That old man, come on, you remember how that felt. Come on, you remember how that, that smell, You remember how that tasted? <laughs> you remember how, yeah, when you used to do that, you remember that, don't you? But no, 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 no. Then, then God always reminds me, if I think about trying to have a drink, right, if I think about wanting to get drunk, I'll feel one of them hangovers. <laughs> it's like God will give me, in the Holy Ghost will give me one of them. Oh, I remember why I don't want to do it now. I don't, I, yeah, I remember why I don't want to do that now. Just thank you, Father. Little, that has happened, <laughs> I, oh, my,
1: happened
2: to me. Oh, that has happened a while. but, you know, in my early stages, and I was, you know, coming out of that thing, I'm like, oh, Lord. I'm, and i like, oh, oh, I remember how that feel now, that, that queasy night after morning when you saw the and the breath. And, yeah, he bring all that to you, even the tape on you. Know, he brought all that back to me because he was like, you know, no, I got something greater for you. The weapons of all warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God. To the pulling down strongholds, right? Paul talked in another place about getting under his body, right, and bringing it into subjection. And when I thought about that, I thought when the Lord was dealing with me in that verse, it was I, was, I worked in a rental store, in a retail store in Jacksonville, Florida, and I was talking to a guy that was a college wrestler. You know, when we was talking, and that came up in the conversation, and the Lord brought that into my spirit about wrestling and bringing your body into subjection. Because, see, Paul, you know, he was in Greek culture. A lot of his illustrations were either about military, you know, he looked at the Roman soldiers, or either about athletics, or, you know, they had the Olympic Games back then, and he was talking about that wrestling and bringing your body, and in wrestling, and collegiate wrestling or high school wrestling. You know, you start off with one person was on the bottom, another person was on top, and it was the person that was on top's job the cause or vice versa to bring the other one into subjection. And whoever caused the other one to submit or be tapped out, they was the one that won that particular fall. And so God wants us to win every fall. He said, bring my body. He said, I get under my body. Every time one of them old thoughts, every time something speaks to my spirit and want me to do and operate like I used to, my spirit man stands up and brings that joke into submission, put him in the figure four, <laughs> put a hammer lock on it. And, and cause that joker to tap out. I want you to cause your flesh to tap out every time. And so, as we continue to submit ourselves to the Word of God, and continue to submit ourselves to the Spirit of God, and the Lordship of Jesus, when things rise up, we'll begin to be on that autopilot. Our spirit, man, said we talked about it earlier, over in Second Corinthians chapter ten, that we'll be in a readiness to revenge all disobedience once our obedience is fulfilled. Once we get to a place of maturity, of maturity in a moment, when that
3: thing comes i make my to sit down and
2: I remember uh,
3: <laughs>
2: I had another story about my Tyler, amen. <laughs> You're going to move on here. But I want us to understand that we have been given power. Jesus said it like this, "Well, Lord, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. He wasn't just talking to the 12. He was talking to us today that would operate in that same spirit, that would operate in that same anointing, that operate in that same power. But we got to die to ourselves. We got to have a Garden of Gethsemane experience. We got to understand that. Oh, God, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. Anybody else have anything to add before we close this portion? Yes, ma'am.
1: Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. I say,
2: all my I got
3: to pleasure Yeah. And then it comes Yes, exactly. Consequences Yeah. the to go back
1: for pleasure Right. Then it comes back the Yes, the Out of he was chosen for that book? Yes. Amen. Yeah, he was. We'll uh, jump, enjoy the special
2: offense for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only one. There's always a bigger picture. Yes. Ooh. Uh, ooh, I like that. That's good. I'm going to have to tweak that. That's all right, right there. Enjoy life and not death. Mama Lopes. All right. I'm going to give you credit for it, Mama. All right.
1: yeah. Mm.
2: that's the scripture I was just thinking about when you said that yeah. Peter talked about it like a dog going back to his vine <laughs> a dog will throw up and then eat that's nasty right? <laughs> but that when we go back to our old sin that's what it looked like to God you just up chucked all that stuff and now you're licking it back up I've delivered you from that. I've set you free from that. That that sin, that thing, no longer, oh, my God, no longer has power over you. But you got to filter it through the whole thoughts. you got to change the filter. This is how we change the filter. It's through this word. It's through submission to this word. Amen. Let's go ahead and keep on moving. Praise God. Father, we thank you for this time of sharing in your word. We thank you, oh, Heavenly Father, <coughs> for your word. We thank you for this lesson that we learned, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we're being empowered, that we're being strengthened. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you, Lord God, for increasing wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We thank you, Lord God, that you've given us principles to walk out and to live, Lord God, that we might be transformed into the image of your dear son day by day, moment to moment, Lord. And we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. We're going to uh, allow Sister Jillian to come up. Amen. And lead us in our praise and worship moments. After that, we're going to be followed by uh, a word for kingdom level from Sister Odelia this morning. She she had so much she had to say on New Year's, boy. She was full. So I said, well, come on up and deliver the rest of it. (laughs) <laughs> Sunday morning. You know, it was too much food to leave on the, on the plate. You know,
3: remember
2: when you were young, and, don't you leave that food on the plate. Eat it all. There's children in Ethiopia. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: don't
2: you leave. Don't you waste that food. So we're not going to waste it. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. With all that being said and done about activate and about your spirit, what Brother Anthony was talking about, you know, while I was at work last night, that was in my spirit also to activate, to act on what you're hearing. So, as we go going to worship this morning, let's just take a few minutes. So, let's just stand. I would like everybody to stand, take a few minutes, and think about something the Lord has tell you to do and they didn't do it in 2019 and in 2020 we are not going to say we are not going to procrastinate. We're going to pray against that this morning. Just take a few minutes and just magnify God this morning in your own words, in your own way, in your own form and fashion this morning yes. because worship is our lifestyle. Worship is our lifestyle this morning. Just pray and just magnify the Lord this morning. We can speak out loud. We just we're gonna die to style this morning and our worship this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can lift a hand, O dear Lord, Father. You can kneel, O dear Lord, Father. Honor your king this morning because he is good and his mercy is endured forever, oh dear Lord, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for choosing us this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As we go into this new season, oh dear Lord, Father, Lord, we come against procrastination at this time, oh dear Lord, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pray for someone that is not here at this time and look around and pray for someone that is not here at this time because you don't know what they are going through at this time. Just lift them up and pray this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And we pray for our pastor at this time, oh dear Lord, Father. Hallelujah. Whoever he's speaking to right now, you can see the joy, of dear Lord, Father. You can see the love for God with them, 50 Oh their Lord, Father. Hallelujah. The Bible says, go eat, therefore, and preach the gospel. Preach the good news, Oh dear Lord, Father. Then the end will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love, oh dear Lord, Father. Thank you for your fun, oh dear Lord, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship
1: me this morning, my lord. Thank you, thank for
3: Was just like a precaution for me yes. because I cannot be a fool and say, God, no, I'm going to take those tests, you know. Right, right. But I use wisdom and everything, I use wisdom, yes. Yes. and I use wisdom to make sure that there is nothing there, because I am here to do a work and I'm yes. going to walk it on. And my body's going to be good to so walk it out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the extent it is going to give us praise like honor and glory so these doctors. They know they, and they don't don't have the answer but they have the knowledge to do these things. Now we gotta take care of our body now. Yeah. to walk yeah. so I just wanna give God praise and give God thanks to Sister, you know, he gave him the answer before the Holy Spirit again. I was like that, and I was like, Okay, thank you, Father. And then when she come home come came home my meeting night I said, Yes, sis. That's the test I'm gonna do. I said, Thank God. I said you didn't even know the clue. I have a clue what I was going through. Yeah. But thank God I had the faith, I had the power, I did not salt, I did not stress, I keep on doing my activities as my daily life. Yeah. I did not let that down my spirit and anything I am doing. Because I know the God, I serve. Yeah. I was like, cancer is going to live in this body. Yeah. <laughs> You <laughs> uh-huh, gotta go. He's gotta go. <laughs> but I told go. when I was talking to my nurse friend, she was like, Jillian, I wish I could have a spirit like you She said you like whatever. I was like, God got me. <laughs> right? I was like, You got me I, said, I don't let no worry bother me, I don't like no the doctor could say what? They, they have they have the knowledge to say that. They have the attitude to tell you that. But if your it's what you intake in your spirit is what you're gonna let out. I can't be worried. But there's not worried is not in the kingdom. That is not in my dictionary. Neither is fear. That is not in my dictionary. Worry, cancel out your blessing this morning.
1: So the doctor
3: could tell you what <laughs> Know who you trust and know who you have your faith in this morning. Yes. Hallelujah, yes. hallelujah, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Make some nice Yes. 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 yes.
4: Oh,
3: the final day so the final thing I say. Who has Yay! the final thing? The hope I had. The final thing I say. Who wants to judge it? The final thing I say. By the one, the Bible says. The hope I had. The final thing. Yeah, I have the no reason to care. I am the reason to fear. The Lord is my life. Hey, yes! Yeah. The Lord is my life. I have the no reason you I have no reason, to have no reason to the Lord is my life. The Lord is my life. The Jesus. Yeah, Who has Who said the power? Thing. I say, oh, I, I have the finest day. The home I have, the finest day. I know what the doctor says. The finest day. Yeah. Woo! The money's failing. The home I have, the finest day. I have a no reason to care. I we have a no reason, reason to fear. The Lord is my life. Oh yes. The Lord is. of God, He got my friend. He got my back. I have a reason to fear. Holy God, I have a reason to The Lord is my light. Oh, yeah. Holy God, make the Lord, Lord your first Hallelujah. We have no reason to fear. Words. Hallelujah. I know about some. best reason to doubt this morning. reason to be happy this morning. Take that devil loose. Know who you are and take back your character, your heart, your rock. Your God. Oh, and I will I tomorrow,
4: then you know, I didn't finish. I had to. <laughs> I had to stop, and that's always. Every time you teach, you never finish everything, right. you know. But um, I only had a little bit more to go. And but he gave me something else. He says it's from uh revelation to manifestation.
1: All
4: right. So you get the revelation, uh-huh. and the manifestation is to show, yeah. to demonstrate what we we've, we've been learning, and uh. And that's the same thing he did with the uh, disciples. Now I'm gonna say this before I forget to say this, because we talk about faith, and there's no reason to fear because we're walking by faith. And, um, and one of the things that really got to me when I when I when I uh, discovered this here part about faith, faith doesn't deny a problem exists. You're not acting like something ain't there when it's right there. Okay. <laughs> But it denies a problem a place of influence. So the, it's there. Uh-huh. But we deny the problem a place of influence. Yeah. So we have things going on in our life. Everybody's going through something. we got things going on in our life. You know, and, it, and we heard the scripture, the wall spot says not by sight. So, but don't, it didn't say act like it's not there. So, faith doesn't deny a problem exists. It denies a problem a place of influence. So, people that have problems, they allow their problems to influence them. What they're going to do, what they're not going to do, you know, when we're supposed to be moving by faith. So, I just wanted to say that before I get that out of the way. the Holy Spirit told me, get that before you leave. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, we're going from uh, Revelation to manifestation. We talked about preparation, and the principle of, of preparation is activation cannot take place without preparation. We must allow the acceleration of the Holy Spirit's training a very important aspect to operation in the supernatural realm. It's the Spirit, the, the governor of the kingdom, the Holy Spirit. It's, we, we're supposed to be led by this. The scripture says in Romans eight fourteen, as many as led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Right? And so we need to allow the acceleration. Now you heard that word acceleration, that means shoo. Okay, we we going off, okay? Of uh, the Holy Spirit training as a very um important aspect to operate in the supernatural. Now we are Anthony said it already early, Pastor Anthony, right? That we are spirit beings, and so that's how we're supposed to be living. In the spirit realm, we must allow the acceleration of the spirit training to be complete without hindrance on our part. Remember, God is not going to—he's not going to make us do nothing. He puts it before us, and we still—and we said it early today—making a choice. You got to make a choice: Are you going to be led by the spirit or not? If you're not led by the spirit, you know what you're led by we led by the flesh. So we must be people who are led by the Spirit of God so that we are actually able to have the kingdom of God begin to work in our life. Because the Holy Spirit is the governor of the kingdom. So that's when the Spirit is going to work. The kingdom of God is going to work in our life is when we are being led by the the Holy Spirit. And so if we only allow the Spirit to communicate to us this, we would do so much better, for real. Now it's like when uh, when the Lord told me, when the Lord made it clear, I was having devotion with Him, and I was having my time with Him, and He made it so very clear that um, my assignment was with the children, because I was I was moving in motion, I was moving and you know going with the flow, as we said last time, going with the flow and just moving, because I knew what my gift was. And so I was just going with the flow, but inside, the, the Lord saw my inside. He saw how I felt about it, and so He was dealing with the way I felt about it. And because and I wanted to be with the adults, I didn't want to be back with the children. And uh, I feel like I've been with children for uh, a long time since fifteen, the age of fifteen. Okay, <laughs> And I'm like, and uh, and the Lord made it clear. He says, "This is the assignment I gave you." So when I stand before Him. You now we always say we want to hear that well done, out good and faithful servant. Okay, <laughs> so my assignment can't be somebody else's assignment, what he gave me. And so, um, and I'm, I'm not even supposed to be here, but I guess I am. And um, and um, and so when he was uh, made that clear to me, uh, I just felt all these butterflies in my stomach. Like, oh my God! It's like it's like God is saying, "This is what I gave you, and this is what I want you to do." And so, in um, obedience. I'm doing it. Now once I started to accept it, now that's what that's what we have to do. Whatever gift God has given us, we need to accept that gift. Right,
2: right.
4: You need to accept that gift. He's not gonna make us. Right.
3: But you need to
4: accept it. And once I accepted it after that time of being with the Lord, oh my God. I was having struggles before that. And I heard him talking about struggles today. I was having struggles too, was so like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and teach these kids. I'm going to tell him what the Lord told me to tell him, but it was my attitude. It was the way I was going about it. And when He made that clear to me, and I accepted it. That's that's the thing. Accepting it. Holy Spirit has said that to me a couple of times. Things that did just didn't, it didn't gel, okay. And Holy Spirit says accept it. And and so I accepted it. And then and now when I teach, it's like effortlessly. It's like effortless. It's like. Whew. You know, no struggle. And so when we talk about the preparation, order is functionality. And disorder is chaos. And so that's where the struggle comes in. we in some kind of disorder, something we're doing that we're not designed to do. And it might can't see it on the outside, but God sees it on the inside. And so preparation, when we prepare for something, it promotes functionality. And that's one of the things I didn't say when I was talking about us being prepared. By failing to prepare, you are are preparing to fail. And so we need order. order. The kingdom is a a kingdom of order. And so we need to be in order. We need to be in alignment with him and doing what he called us to do because everybody has their part. So let's talk about this uh, activation. And being that everybody has their part, there needs to be an edifying, there needs to be uh, equipping, and there needs to be a deploying. Deploying means you going out to do what God called you to do. So once you've been trained to, and, and you've been edified what you need to do, you've been trained what you need to do, you've been equipped to do it, and everybody has what they need. The Bible says we have everything we have need for life and godliness. And so you already have it. Some of us need to be trained. It's like uh, Prince William and his brothers, when they came in the world, they didn't know nothing about being royal. They had to be trained. Right. And so we need to be trained yeah. how to be royal, how to use what God gave us. We have some possessions that we haven't even touched, right. and, um, and and it's time to use them. And so when we yeah. talk about activating, one of, there's two problems about uh, when we talk about activating Um The first problem is, that's problems that we need to deal with. First problem is we need to close, close, a closed mind, a closed mind needs to move to an open mind, which discerns, an open mind with discernment. Some people have open minds, but they don't have discernment. So we need to open up our minds with discernment. Because God has some stuff he wants to show us, but if your mind is closed, then you're not going to receive it. So he gave us a spirit of discernment, so we... When something new comes, check it out first. You have the spirit of discernment. See what it is that God is uh, moving you to. And so now, not every, not allow all old information stop you from receiving new info. So we get stuck. So, yes, yes. God is not in a box. You're supposed to be led by the Spirit. And the spirit is how you move with God. So we must repent and change the way we think. Yeah, that, that was one. So and when I'm thinking about moving with the spirit, I'm thinking about um, when they had to move, when the clouds moved, they move with the clouds. And when the fire moved at night, they move with the fire. That's how we're supposed to move with the spirit. But you need to know when the spirit is moving though.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Number two is... Uh, The other problem, first problem is clothesline, the second problem is laziness. Some of us, we got stuck in the comfort zone, and now we don't want to move. And so laziness, the comfort zone, and the convenience. We want everything to be convenient, you know, we pull up, we roll up to the window instead of going get out the car and walk inside a blanket donut. We roll out the window and go through the drive through right? <laughs> and so uh, we want everything to be convenient. So There's going to be some times when you're supposed to be a a certain place and the Lord have you stopped in the middle to help somebody else. You're going to be late, but you're going to be doing what God told you to do. Okay? <laughs> uh, well, what is right before you? Are you going to step over it like uh, the, the guy that was in the road and the two priests walked past him? In the Good Samaritan year, the Good Samaritan story. So we got to be led by the spirit. What What is the spirit saying at that time? You might be in the place where God wants you to be to help that person. So, the word "active," uh, activate in Hebrew means motivate, move, propel, drive,
1: shake, operate, start.
4: Turn on, trigger, exercise. We got some things that we got to give us. We need to exercise. Talked about exercising our 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 gifts. Exercising, um, those who are mature will exercise their senses. And so it means to make something or operative, operate, switch on, turn on, start, start off, start up, get going, trigger off set in motion, initiate, initialize, energize, and, and animate, and activate.
3: <laughs>
4: These are all action. <laughs> They're all action. We're talking about movement. So activate. Oh, yeah, I can use one of those. Thank you. So activate in Hebrew. Thank you. Now watch this. Activate in Hebrew is activism. Activity, action, operation, act. Active activity, functioning, and doing. That word activity that stuck out to me. I looked it up. Activity also means
1: occupy.
4: In Luke nineteen, thirteen in the ant it says so he came he called the ten. You said that on, um, I and mean, when you said that, I said, look at the Holy Spirit, because I already had it in my notes. Okay, so he called the ten of his servants and gave them ten minors, and one of the minors, one apiece, each equal to about a hundred days' wages, and said to them, do business, do business with this. That's what occupy means. Are we about our father's business? Until I return. He said, do business till I return. So those, those, the, the uh, what is it, the talents he gave them? Yeah, that's your gifts that he sent us here with. He wants you to do business with them gifts. Even your talents. He wants you to do business with that. He said, we are to do our Father's business, his will, his business with the gifts, talents, and instruction he gave us. So we know what happened in in, in Matthew 7, 21 and 23, don't we? Even though they had gifts, okay, and God doesn't take back his gifts. They did not do the will of the Father with their gifts. That's why he told them to depart from me, for I never knew you. Because they had the gifts. God don't take the gifts back. But they didn't use their gifts to do the Father's business. Okay, y'all understand that name? Mm-hmm. So, uh, God does uh, I already wrote, I already said that. So that that was a, they didn't do the uh, the Father's business. And act in the Hebrew it says the same thing. I just, I, it's just let's, let's get in in our spirit. Act, work. Now we go to our job, but the Father's business, doing the Father's business, that's your real work.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: That's the real work. The job, that's what we go to get, you know, we get paid for what we do. But your real work is the the assignment God has given to you. So act in Hebrew is function, influence, perform, accomplish. Now here's the scripture, 1 Corinthians 4, 18, 18 to 20 in the ant. It says, Now, some of you have become arrogant and pretentious. Let me say that again. Now, now this is Paul talking to a, a group of people he wrote a letter to. He says, now, some of you have become arrogant and pretentious as though I were not coming to see you. But I will come to see you soon, if the Lord is willing, and I will find out not just talk, of these arrogant people, but evaluate their spiritual power, whether they live up to their own claims. For the kingdom of God is not based on talk, but on power. So Paul was, these people were arrogant, and they were talking about the kingdom of God, this and that, and kingdom this and kingdom that, with all this. Wah, 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 And then it says, Paul says, Now, some of you have become arrogant and pretentious, as though I would not come to see you. But I will come to to you soon, if the Lord is willing. And I will find out, not just talk of these arrogant people, but evaluate their spiritual power. That's that's the fruit. The spiritual power is the fruit. We could say all the the kingdom stuff and the spiritual stuff, but is the fruit, is it being. A uh, exhibit that spiritual power, because that's what people are, are looking for now. That's what I was looking for. I'm like, okay, it says that the kingdom is not about a lot of talking, but on on power or but uh demonstrating. I said, okay, how come I'm not saying this Okay, <laughs> i like it. I was asking God. I'm like, Lord, how come I'm not saying this? <laughs> right, and so and whether they live up to their own claims, so that's what Paul was coming to see what they live up to their own claims. So more of us to talk about the kingdom. So we need to start uh, exercising our senses. We need to start exercising what the Lord has given us. Matthew ten, seven comes up right now, seven to eight, and it talks about when Jesus sent them out to preach the kingdom. He said, Preach the, the kingdom. He says, Heal the sick. He says, um, cast out devils, cleanse the lepers, and raise the dead. Okay? Now most people, when you say raise the dead today, people, people are like, "Oh, really? Okay." <laughs> 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 like, they ain't saying it, but they, they probably taking it. And so, if God's word said it, that means we can do it, okay? Mm-hmm. We said that. If God says it, that settles it. Right. Yeah. Well, do we? Are we meant to a sitting, or are we just saying that? Okay. And so, so for the kingdom, God is not based on talk. But it's on power, and so when we talk that way we we need you need to believe now that's not based on the person that you' laying your hands on it's not based on the person that you uh you call to come up uh, to uh, back to life it's based on you the ephesians three twenty says according to the power that worketh in you now what power is that within? Okay, we gotta we gotta think about what powers is not us. It's the kingdom. Uh, Luke. Uh, was it seventeen, twenty, twenty-one? It talks about the uh, the kingdom that's within us. It used to be among us, but now is in us because we the spirit lives in us. And so, uh, we have to get this you know straight in our our our, our mind, our spirit. So demonstrate in Hebrew exemplifies Idolize, um, illustrate, led by illusory, illu- 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 uh, illu- something like that. It represents I L I-L, no I L L U S O R illusory. that's what we spell I L L U S O R Y illusory. Illu-zori. Okay, we go with that. Okay. <laughs> be illusory, represent, demonstrate, idolize. Now, idolize when when we demonstrate the kingdom, and and people um and people see the kingdom of God being demonstrated, not just talk. Cause we going to talk, right? But it needs to be demonstrated. So when we demonstrating, you change your minds. You change your mind so that that idolizes. You change your mind. They be like, Ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait a minute. Who's your God? <laughs> like, <why? Okay. laughs> Consider or render is is as deal. Show, demonstrate, reveal, kingdom power, exhibit. So it's one thing to talk about it. And nobody, it, it, it's another thing when they see it. They see it being demonstrated by the, po- yeah, that's influence. Yeah, that's very good, right there. So the word prove, demonstrate, show, rebuke. Document the kingdom is not. I mean, the kingdom is present now and to come. Okay, it's demonstrating the kingdom is, and it proves that the kingdom is now and to come. So, power, strength, force, superpower, in Greek and Hebrew, they mean the same. Of uh, force, miraculous power, ability, abundance. So. 1 Corinthians 4, 20, the ant rightly divided, is the kingdom of God is not in word, human elegance. It's not in human elegance. It's excellent or excellent of speech or even in doctrine. But it's in power, in the mighty energy of the Holy Spirit, enlightening and quickening, converting and sanctifying believers. So, demonstrating the kingdom is kingdom activated on earth as it is in heaven. That's what it is when we demonstrate the kingdom. And and here goes three ways to activate the anointing. Um, One, activate the anointing by desiring on God's word. Always have to have the word. Okay, Colossians 3 1 to 2. And. Two, activate the anointing by expressing your faith. Luke 4:18 talks about us uh, as Jesus is, so is He. And Luke 4:18 talks about how Jesus He set the captives free. That's some of the things we're supposed to be doing, setting the captives free. Um, um, I forget what else that verse says. I got so many verses up here. Uh, <laughs> And when you read Luke four eighteen, Matthew eight two and three, and Hebrews eleven eight and nine, these are some of the things that we're supposed to do and express as faith. So look at faith. On oh, number three, number three, activate the anointing by walking it out every day. Every day. Now here are some things that you can do every day. Um, we see Here's some things to do every day. Practical things we can do every day. Tell five people at your school or work that God loves them and died to restore their broken relationships. Ask five random people to pray with you. Tell your cashier that God has a purpose and a plan for their life. Pray openly at work for your company leaders, managers, supervisors, co-workers at least once a week. Try scheduling a day, commit to regularly paying for your job, school, your neighborhood, uh, you know, whatever's going on around you. And those who attend and work there. So invite a neighbor to a family in home to a family in home Bible study at their house or yours. Inbox five people in your social media friends list you barely communicate with. Share a word of encouragement. Okay? <laughs> Buy this amazing book, Royal Rulers Activate, for more practical ways to be saved and radical. They got practical ways that we can practice what we're supposed to be doing. And Take your physical paper, your Bible, your paper Bible to work and read it on your lunch or your break. When at the mall, be intentional about taking, talking to people and share the love of Christ. Create open doors to share the gospel. Don't wait for a door. Create one. Read your physical paper Bible at the mall, coffee shop, uh, the library, the park. Family, go to the mall and have devotions. Knock on your neighbor's door and ask if they have needs or if they, they need prayer. First and foremost, pray for wisdom, guidance, boldness in the spirit daily to impact, influence, and transform your sphere of influence. So let's pray for each other that the word be given to us when we open our mouth. To proclaim boldly the mystery of the good news of salvation, for which we are ambassadors in change, and pray that in, in proclaiming it, that we may speak boldly and courageously as we should. Amen. Now I was thinking about uh, uh when I was praying for you. I, I'm like, that was the Holy Spirit. I'm like, that is the Holy Spirit. I don't know which. I didn't know that the Holy Spirit just said benign. That was the spirit. So we need to be active for the spirit to move through us. Right.
1: Right.
4: And so um, so faith is not a mental assent. Faith is expensive thought that is true and real. So what else? He cool. He, cool. he can't do that while I'm doing it.
3: Let him go. Let him go.
4: He's coming back. Okay. Faith is an inspecting thought that is true and real. Faith is also not acting like something is happening or didn't happen. Now I already said that earlier. Now, faith, let him go, toy, because he's going to, just let him go. Can you just let him go? Let him go, toy. He's just fine standing here. Now, faith is showing. Now, here's a, 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 a of what, um, let me see, is this? Amplified, I think it's this. Is. Hebrews eleven one. Now, faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation, or things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends effects what cannot be experienced by the physical sense. That's an... Um, you want to look see what that verse means? Look up that and the it. It says that it's a title deed confirmation. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 11 1. It's a It's a title deed confirmation. So faith is not swayed by the surroundings and noisy circumstances. So there's going to be things going on around you. We got to be, keep moving. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: and then we get getting a demonstration right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> faith is currency of heaven. Nothing happens nothing happens without a, a, a faith in the kingdom of heaven. James one six and seven tells you that. He said he that comes to God must believe that he is Well, that's not James, that's Hebrew. Uh James one tells you he that uh, wavered, um, um, somebody says, it says, he that wavered, think not that that man should not, uh, should. if you doubt and you wavering when you come to God, he says, think not that that man should receive anything from the Lord. It says that, from the Lord. Don't think you're going to receive anything from the Lord if you wavering in your faith. So faith is a currency of the kingdom. It's it's funny how when you start learning the king, you start seeing how these verses uh they, they connect. Yeah, I mean they connect. I'm like, What? Look at that. And I said, That's what that really means. Okay, and so let me move on. I'll Okay, the fig tree received one word from Jesus to the natural eye. I guess y'all seen when I was um doing some of my work on, on Facebook. It says the fig tree received one word for Jesus to the natural eye. It didn't wither at that time. So sometimes you're going to be praying for somebody. Sometimes you're going to be praying for a situation and circumstances. But if you believe and just move on like Jesus did, what Jesus did, Jesus didn't let that stress him because it didn't die right there. He didn't let it stress him. What did he do? He proceeded with his trip. And when they came back through there, that's when they saw that it had withered. Okay? <laughs> so he prayed and kept on moving because he already believed. He know who he is. He believed. And that's what we we both know who we are, know what we possess, yeah. and do what we got to do, and keep it moving. Okay?
3: <laughs>
4: so the answer, because some people are not not gonna get a uh, uh, heal right there. Right. You know, he even told the guy with the uh, he did it twice with the guy with the uh, with the, the eyes. Yeah. He said, "What do you sitting now?" He's asking men with trees, so he had to do it again. So Jesus even did it twice. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then he told the other ones that was going, he told them to go to the priest or something as they were leaving. That's how they were healed. Okay? So everything is not going to happen like, you know, like we go to the McDonald's and just get our stuff right there, you know. i <laughs> like, <Or> microwave, whatever. <laughs> the answer for Jesus was that of a total confidence. He took the opportunity to teach his pupils. If anyone should say to this mountain, There is no one, ex- no one excluded from exploits
1: that
4: that are that, that are through faith. The exploits must come through faith, and anyone qualified to operate is in this results bring faith. So as you operate in that, you bring faith to other people that's watching. So, if, if anyone, sh- I just got that one. If anyone shall say to this mountain, "This is there is no one excuse, no no one excluded from exploits. So everybody in here can demonstrate exploits.
1: Everybody,
4: everybody, everybody. okay. <laughs> so um, the, when you talk about the exploits, let me give you some demonstrations of exploits because it's not just healing, okay. Some exploits is um, when uh, uh, David and, and, and Goliath. Now he used some, some stones, right? <laughs> he was a giant. Now he was a giant in the physical. And he was a wimp in the spirit room. Okay? And then David was a giant in the spirit room. Okay? And he was a little statue because he was a boy. But he believed God.
3: Amen. He because,
4: so the scripture tells us he that know their God
3: yeah.
4: shall do exploit. Great. Yes, thank you. Great exploit, exploit. And so that's uh, is, the question is, do we know God? Amen. Do you we do we know him like that? Are you willing to go all the way? Are, are you willing to be like the, the three boys that were thrown in the furnace, and they come out not smelling like smoke, and hair not burned, and clothes don't smell like smoke, and they not burned, you know? Um, so people who know their God shall do exploits, the great exploits. And we, as a people of God, should know our God, and we should be doing great exploits. And uh, and our exploits is through Jesus. Um, let me go to the the one I wanted to share with y'all about the, the exploits. There was a couple of demonstrations in the Bible, and y'all probably heard them, but I want y'all to see that. The exploits that they're doing is the exploits. We're going to be doing exploits, too, when we do what the Word says. Matthew ten seven and 8 tells us, right there, that preach the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, uh, heal, uh, cleanse the leopards, and cast out them devils. And so, as I already said about Goliath, and I already said that one, that one was in there then, and <laughs> Gideon. He had all the men, and God told him to take them to the uh, the river. And the ones that put their head all the way down, ain't looking. He said, send them home. Oh and then was the three that was doing like this, drinking like a dog. You know, they looking around because they was alert to what they realized that we in a war. Okay? <laughs> okay. So he used the three hundred against how many men? It says. 135,000 Midianites, and so that reminds me that we, one of us, can send 10,000 to fly. Okay,
3: <laughs>
4: so, 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 those are kind of and it's in the spirit room. Everything you're not going to see, we just got to believe. We got to believe. We believe that that chair was going to hold us up. We didn't even check, did we? We just sat down in that chair, did we? okay. <laughs> <laughs> we believe,
3: right? So we do what we believe, right?
4: <laughs> we do what we believe, right? So, um, so that was Gilead and Goliath. the only, only had, oh Barak with the help of Deborah rallied the forces of Caesarea with his many iron chariots, and then Samson with the jawbone of a donkey. As his only weapon, facing and destroying one thousand Philistines. So those are people believe in their God. Yeah. They know their God. It's not just believe; they know Him. So it's a difference between no know, knowing God and knowing of God. Because a lot of people know of God,
3: yeah.
4: but do they know Him? Because it takes being personal, yeah. a personal relationship with God to know Him. Yeah. 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 So I'm not gonna hold y'all long. I'm almost finished here. Okay. Right. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, I finished the thing on page up. Now this last thing I have right here from uh the revelation to manifestation. So this, it, that reminds me of of First Corinthians 4:20, the revelation to manifestation. So we got. We, we got the knowledge of the kingdom. And the more you study, the more he keeps unfolding. So he keeps unfolding and unfolding. And if you stop, that's where you stop it. Okay? <laughs> okay? But the more you the more you study and the more you obey, because he's not going to keep giving you something, you're not obeying it. So you got to obey so he can move you on to the next stop. You all right, little boy? What's that? Not bad. Okay. Anyway, so
1: so the more we don't
3: want
4: that. I need to focus. I can't focus with all that noise. Um, To manifest, manifestation is an event, an action, or object that clearly shows. Or embodies something, or especially a theory on abstract ideas. So manifest is it displays, it demonstrates, it shows, it exhibits, it, it presentation, presentation, indication, it illustrates, exemplification, simplification, it expose, I mean, expo, exposition, it disclosures, it declarations, it expresses, it professes, profession. And has evidence and proof. So when we manifest something, we're not just gonna be saying words and manifest because people wanna see what you manifest. So God has released revelation. He's released the revelation to us. We are to manifest the revelation and vision, activate them. In other words, execute activation by um, by manifesta- by manifesting the revealed will of God. So we got the revealed will of God. Now we got to manifest. Mark uh, 16, 18, I always use this one because that one seems so simple. Because he didn't even say pray. Come on. He says, the believers shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. It didn't say pray. It just said lay your hands. And so if you current, if your current sphere of influence initially carry out your way to colonize the kingdom of God on earth, that's what we ought to be doing. Like the, the suggestion that I gave of things that we could be doing, I'm going to be doing them still. I'm going to go to my neighbor and share some things. Amen. And um, this is what I was going to end with. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed in a place and I purposefully planted you. He purposely planted us here. So why are you here? We both know our true identity, and why are we here? Right. So that you will go and bear fruit. Keep on bearing. Now, you can't bear fruit if you're just talking.
1: Right.
4: We got to demonstrate and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that, uh, in but I was thinking about, you know that scripture that talks about God's eyes run to and fro upon the earth to show himself strong? Yes. Well, he's waiting for us to move so he can show himself strong. If we step out by faith, believing that God is going to heal some people, he's going to raise some dead and cast out some demons, we got to open our mouths. He said, if you open up your mouth, I won't feel it. And so whatever you ask the Father in my name, he says, as my representative, he may give it you. So I remember before I was going out the door, this this scripture came to my mind. It's the first Corinthians, I mean, first Kings 18, verse 38. And and I remember uh, the story about the, the prophet Elijah. And how he showed up all those uh, 450 uh, prophets that they had, Uh and how he had them put their sacrifice on a thing, and he put one over here, and the rest of them was hiding. Elijah wasn't doing that. (laughs) The rest of them was hiding in caves. They was hidden in caves um, from um, that Jezebel lady, and uh, (laughs) and and, um, but he knew his God, and so this was another exploit. That went on. He knew his God. He wasn't hiding. He knew his God was greater, and so when he put all his his sacrifice, he said, "I'm calling down fire." Okay, and he called down fire. So God's eyes is running to upon this earth to show Himself strong on our behalf. Those who can walk upright. So if God's not gonna leave us hanging if we doing what His word says. He's not gonna leave us hanging. So we gotta get out of that. Uh, we gotta change the way we think. We need to paradigm shift on the way we're thinking about this because this is what we're supposed to be doing. We were designed to do this. We were designed. So when we're talking about I'm bored, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out here and do what they're doing out here in the world. He told us not to be conformed to that. And so so we need to be doing what we're designed to do. And so, uh, yes, thank you. Yes. So remember, we were planted. we we are the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Not ours to be glory, here that he may be glorified. Remember, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in, I'm living by the faith, whose faith? Of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh my goodness! And so we need to remember who we are. We have been called. We we are called. We we shall be called the priests of the Lord. Now we are called that. Now First Peter two nine. This is um, Isaiah saying that we shall be called the priest of the Lord. Now we're called that. That's been filled. Okay. You will eat the wealth of the nations. And you will boast of their riches. And in 2020, let us prepare, activate, and operate as we occupy until He comes. Let us complete our general specific kingdom mandate assignment. Let us multiply. If we have to, let us leave empty. That means if we have to, is it time to go? Let us die empty. Not return with don't return to God with them gifts. God gave us the, the gift He gave us to give to the world. So let us find, discover, develop it, the gifts, execute the delivery, maximize it, that your gift make room for you as it benefits others. So people of God, saints, citizens of the kingdom, activate accelerate, influence, impact, demonstrate, manifest God's kingdom on
1: earth.
4: And I think that was it. Oh, here we go. I just want to make this announcement. I'm done I'm done with that, y'all. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I just want to make this announcement. This is another way that we can be... Uh, jump start. We do, we doing the book. If you haven't got the book. Use the book. Just to give you some ideas of how we can do this to activate. And then we're going to be doing this class Jan- January the twenty first through May. I mean through March the twenty sixth. Only on Monday and Tuesday nights, but it's going to be on Zoom. And on this announcement here, if you don't know how to set up your Zoom, Zoom bring your stuff here so we can set it up for you, and you be re- and you'll be ready for that day. Zoom is a video uh, conference. It's an app that you you put on your phone or your uh, computer. And we're going to be doing this course here, and it's called DHT, is Divine Healing Tech. So we will be learning from the Word of God, from Jesus, as a matter of fact, um, uh, all the things that he taught about healing. And um, that's why I said uh, healing is not the only thing. There are other things, other gifts out there. People, if people didn't build buildings, we wouldn't be sitting in here, okay? Okay. If people didn't do other things, fix cars, we we need our cars fixed, right, Robert? <laughs> so everybody has gifts and talents and stuff, you know, that we can we can uh, use. Okay. He said, "Give it to the world," and so, but this is one of the things that we need to be using too. Especially because we're going to be meeting up with a lot of people that are sick because the world is geared to giving them pills that have after effects after effect, and things like that. The world is geared to that. They're making millions of dollars off of this. One. So they probably heard. They probably want to get rid of us if we start healing everybody. Okay, okay? But anyway, this is what Jesus did. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. So I think this is an interesting class. It's going to be Monday and Tuesday from 8 to 9. It's only one hour. And um, and so and it's going to be on this app. So the flyer is going to be in the back. Of and one more announcement: uh, January twelfth, after service, twenty minutes, same page meeting. I call that the same page meeting <laughs> for teachers, staff of the school of the royal rulers. We'll be in the back there right after service, and we're going to be talking about. I forgot to bring the other book about the base, the kingdom basic uh, rough copy that I have. Getting ready to. Um, Send um, the us. Uh, we getting ready. What you call that? Publish. We're gonna. We we're, we're getting on the uh, king's out first. We We're gonna publish this one here, but we have some rough copy ones here that I wanna share with those who will be teaching the many people that's coming, the multiple new birds that's coming here. They coming, so we need to get some more seats. Okay. Come on. Okay. <laughs> And then, and so in that class, we will find out for anybody who wants to help with the new base that's coming, giving them the kingdom basic training of what the kingdom is and what we need to be doing to seek it. All right. So, and it's only three sessions. We're not doing a whole bunch of meetings, and we ain't doing too much sessions. Okay. Three sessions, and then we come back in here with the uh, congregation. All right. Um. And that's it. So if you don't know how to set up your Zoom,
1: bring your
4: stuff here, and we will set it up for you. All right, this meeting here is only for the in-house. We starting with us first before we invite other people, so that we would know what we are doing. Okay. That's it. Thank y'all.
3: Hey brother, you got this? Oh,
4: you
3: coming up? Yes, I am. I am. Um, yes, I like following
4: behind scenes. She always leads me with something to say. Um, she called what she was doing. Um, accepting her gift, I call it embracing it. She was embracing that gift.
3: And she was embracing it with obedience, and she was embracing it with love.
4: Amen. And with that, that's how she got to be who she is in God.
3: Amen. You know.
4: And um, she also mentioned about chaos. Sometimes God allowed us to have chaos in our life. Uh-huh. Sometimes He allowed chaos for we could see His work, because.
3: It's said that God can bless us in our mess, that he could clean us up, and
4: that's what he does in our obedience to him. Um, and also, when we talk about raising the dead, I don't think that's all just me and the grave. I think there's a
3: lot of people here that's just dead in spirit, that's walking around dead, lifeless, and God's telling us, to quicken them, to to wake them up with the kingdom. So when you say go to a neighbor's house or go to a mall or somewhere, that's where we're waking up the dead spirits. Because we've got dead spirits all around us, all around us. You know, we've got more dead spirits than we have living spirits. <laughs> you know, and they do their work. So I think it's time for us to start doing our work. Um,
4: you know, so so God is always in the midst of our lives and our faith. Yeah. And when when He allows us to go through something, He allows us to to um, embrace His faith, embrace
3: His love. Right. You know, so we have to exercise
4: and activate. I love that word. I really do. We have to activate our faith, our obedience, our love for one another. We have to lift one another up when we down. you know, and that's something that we really need to do, especially as kingdom people and as women of our culture, we have to learn not to always beat us on each other and always just just let this learn to just be there. Like and once you
3: learn your gift and if you embrace your gift, you give it back out to the community just like rich just people are supposed to yeah. do. Right. When they get up there, they forget us a lot of them. You know, but we're supposed to lift one another up. You know, and as women, as black women, that's something that we don't do. You know, and we really need to learn how to love one each other
4: and do that with each other. And once we just submit ourselves to God and know who we are and know our calling, know our gifts, then we can do that more. You know, so everyone of here got gifts. Everyone got multiple gifts. You have to know which one to activate. You know, mine is giving. I love giving. i give anyone. Whatever I have,
3: if you ask of it, if I see you in need of it, I'm going to give it to you, you know. So basically, like I said, I am truly Pastor Chiu's wife,
4: and he left me down here with a lot to say. And every opportunity I get it, I just throw it out there. So I just wanted to
3: let or did you know what she did, what she embraced those kids. Like she said, she was doing it since she was 15. I was two at 13, but
4: that's not my gift. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had grandkids that I've run after all week long uh-huh. on Sundays. That's uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not my kids. I'll give them to get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a blessed day. <laughs> We also we got um Queen Fellowship this year. be here. Let me clock. Please be
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody looking to this Yeah. Uh, Amen. I'm ready. i just I'm I'm And he understand where he is on I'm uh-huh. <laughs> don't think you don't think
4: God
2: that we have now been dispatched, amen, Amen. and understand that we now walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we come into understanding our identity as citizens of God's kingdom, that we've been created in the likeness and image of God, and so he has called us and created us, once we give people... The knowledge of who they truly are. See, this thing is, is more than skin deep. It, it's it's got to go deeper than the skin. Hey, it, I got to go to the spirit because once you understand who you are as a spirit being, and you can walk in any circumstance, you can walk in any situation where you know who you are and whose you are. I don't care what the atmosphere says, I don't care what they're saying, as you know, you don't belong or whatever. When you know who you are, that overrides and supersedes all that foolishness. And so because we now say that we know who we are, we can go, and a lot of times I, you know, I'll post things that help people because what I'm trying to do, I help people try to understand who they are as a person, then if they're drawn to that, then I can give them something further. We can give them more, things we say, okay, now we can get past the surface stuff, now let's get to the issue of the problem. It's not about, you know, knowing your heritage from your nationality, where you came from. But the origin of who you truly are is being a spirit being. And so when we do that, amen, we can supersede all the other foolishness. And we can get. Yeah, we can use things like even that we be rich. Yeah, we can use that. And it does let us know who we are as human beings, but then there's a greater. Yeah, you, you're not a slave, but even more than that, you are no longer a slave to sin. You're no longer a slave to sin. You, you, can, you can have a different mentality. You can have a different mentality, though. I'm just a black man trying to get along. all no, but you're greater than that. You're greater than your neighborhood. You're greater than your family. You're greater than the community that you came up with. because You were created in the likeness and image of God. So we can pass that on to all, man. Yeah, because, oh, God, I'm not going to get started on that. But we can keep on going. But praise God. We thank God for the word today. We thank God for our sister, you know. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to activate us. He wants us, oh God, the accurate into our gifts, our callings, our anointings. And so uh, I'm not going to keep on. But uh what we have here, uh she talked about the divine healing tech classes. Uh we have a sign up sheet here, You know, you put your name, email address, phone number on it. If you uh if you intend to uh Attend these meetings. If that's your intention, you can put it down with you. And then she said something about if you have issues So you don't uh, fully understand how to download the apps, whatever, that we will assist you with that. Okay. Okay. and Okay. Okay. Yeah, we have some flies back there. Okay. So all those sheets are back there on, on the back, table. Um, Before we close, I agree go home and see if anyone else has on their mind and their heart, their spirit. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's going to be well.
2: Okay.
1: I feel like I'm going to night was very nice. The time we got out was really nice. But when we went home, people, people had to go first. It was so fine. It was go all the way home. And I was going to be part of the process. Some people had to go first. And it was just a really nice time to get out of service. And
3: <laughs> oh, praise God! Yes,
1: one. And it's a mess. With, um, look at that tree that's over the feet sign down there.
3: You can't
1: park it. put so the branches are out. Okay. And the uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to trim it down. So going out to the two Okay. Okay. Well, we can pray present that to the yeah. center yeah. <laughs> about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, thank
2: you. Anyone else? All oh, minds, clear alright <laughs> you uh, All right, y'all know how we do it with the offerings. We don't make a big you know, deal out of it. There's no fanfare. Also, uh, I wanted to remind you that Dr. Linda's going to be back on Thursday. Uh, he'll be back in town, you know, out there enjoying himself, you know, going on safaris and museum. You know, yeah, he's just having a good time. Forget about us. i just
3: joking.
2: <laughs> but just keep with your prayers and in your thoughts because he was doing a great work over there. Amen. And the thing is, he has entrusted us, and God entrust us to carry on the ministry, not just here as we meet, but individually uh, as we leave. So just wanted to leave that with you. wanted to leave his love with everybody. So everybody, you thinking about him, he love you. You know, just little proud, but, he to you, but you know, if he was here, that's what he would just put his arms around all that's a hug. So just keep on your prayers. Father, we thank you uh, for our time of sharing, Lord God. We thank you for this reading, Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, and you have called us to activate that this is a year, Lord God, where we will walk in divine purpose, that we will walk in healing, Lord God, that we will move beyond mere Bible knowledge into action. Lord God, we just want to thank you. We want to glorify you, Lord God. We want your name to receive praise and honor, Lord God. We thank you for what you're doing in each and every one of us. We thank you for what you're doing in this ministry, Lord God, collectively and individually, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're using us. We thank you, Father, for finding us worthy to use, to draw in those, Lord God, who don't know you, to be an influence, Lord God, Oh, God, even in the community, Lord God, even in the marketplace, Lord God. And, Lord God, that we would walk in that love, that we walk in that power, that we walk in that authority, Lord God, that we continue to exhort one another daily, that we will continue to keep each other lifted in prayer, that we will continue, Lord God, to encourage one another and influence one another, Lord God, the way that you have us to do, Lord God, that all men, Lord God, might see that we belong to you, Lord God, And they would desire, that they would be thirsty, that they would be hungry, Lord God, for what we have, that they would come and ask us, what must I do? So, Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you, Lord God, for traveling grace and mercy, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're keeping us throughout this week, Lord God, and that you're bringing us back together again, Lord God, at the appointed time. We give your name the praise. And it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. All right.
1: okay.
3: Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i <laughs> That's <laughs> you. Okay. Call for the show 예, <목소리> 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 i you what to do
1: no like right
3: Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay. I like.
1: laughs> okay. 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 Okay.
3: all right now. Okay. you okay. 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 okay.